Yo, Eagles Nation, stand up. Yo, how'd Barkley put it? <laughs> Looking like another grease pole night in Philly. 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 Facts. Come one, come all. Episode 13 dropping live on July 13th. Could not work out any better if you're an 80s slasher movie nerd like I am in particular out of the big three slasher movie franchises. A fan of Jason Voorhees, Camp Crystal Lake, and Friday the 13th. Could not work out any better. Welcome aboard to episode 13 of the Grease Paul Podcast. As always, you can follow along at Grease Paul Podcast on Instagram. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find all previous episodes there as well. Subscribe, rate, and review if you have so far. Appreciate it. If not, uh, pull your head out of your ass and do so. Appreciate it. Um, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty jammed up show today. Pretty, pretty loaded show, which is good. Always better to have things to talk about. Um, so no top ten list this week, even though those are always fun. I could do lists all day, every day, every week, every all season long. I'm a mark for lists. So, but nonetheless, um, our favorite uh, favorite deep threat for most of the fan base uh, got into some trouble. Uh, early last week, not not long at all after uh, after episode twelve happened, and uh, you know, it, this this is just my opinion, but I I don't I'm I'm open to open to other opinions, but I I believe look Deshaun Jackson is one of the most polarizing players uh, in Eagles franchise history, you know I don't I don't think it's debatable, you know I and Miracle at the Meadowlands Part Two was awesome, I'll give you that. But he's always struck me as kind of like a a, a a doesn't get it guy, you know what I mean? He he had the stuff, you know, the 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 gang affiliations and the rap album. He wanted to work work on his rap stuff, his rap career, and jackpot spelled with two C's instead of a C and a K, and the whole deal because it's cool to spell words wrong. Uh, look, man, I I respect what he's done for the team on the field. I get that he's a tough guy to try and convince the majority of the fan base, hey, we'd probably be all right without him. But he's always – and I'm not, I'm not saying – I'm getting ahead of myself here. I'm not saying that we should cut him. But he's always struck me as a, as a, a guy that just doesn't get it. Okay? And quickly before we delve into this, I want to take a look at his contract at his numbers, his cap hits, so that everything that follows, let's just keep these numbers in mind, okay? So this year, he's got a cap hit of over $8 million, all right? But if the Eagles were to cut him, he'd account for almost $13 million in dead cap space. That's about $4.3 million or so over what his regular salary cap hit's going to be in 2020. So it makes financial sense to hang on to him 
and part ways with him next offseason as opposed to now. I think that's probably the route the team went anyway had the shit not hit the fan over the past week. You know, but it makes more sense to keep him. If they keep him around in 2021, if they choose to go allow him to play all three years of his contract they brought him back under, he counts almost $11 million against the cap in 2021. He'll be 34 years old. $11 million, 34 years old receiver, history of injuries. You know what I mean? There's a team now currently as it sits that has $24.7 million in cap. Okay. So let's keep all that in mind. All right. And again, I get it with the Sean. He's exciting. But you got to look at, I think you, it, it, let's not travel back any further for right now than as of last year, right? 2019. Played in three games, caught nine passes for 159 yards, two touchdowns. All right, in three games. And the overwhelming majority of that came in week one against, you know, the Washington, whatever the fuck we're calling them now. Because as of today, they've officially retired the name Redskins. Yay, welcome to 2020. More on that on the back half of the show. Now, like, I, it, me personally, man, if I'm Howie Roseman, I'm not okay with paying a guy north of 30 years old $8 million and $11 million. You know, that $8 million would turn into, you know, $13 million with the dead cap hit and potentially $11 million in 2021. I'm not okay with paying a guy that for incredibly limited availability. And, again, this is a guy that has demonstrated that's just – He's got a bit of DK Metcalf in him, only he doesn't have the size. You know what I mean? He'll run some out routes, stuff like that underneath, but predominantly he's a guy that takes top off the defense. Go routes, things of that nature. You know what I mean? And that's great, but again, you know, you know, nine passes for 159 yards and two touchdowns in, in three games. I don't know what the average is there, 159 divided by nine, but it's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. You know what I mean? He's a deep threat. That's what he is. So... Why all this talk about Deshaun Jackson and his cap hit and everything else and why we may or may not cut him, why I think he doesn't get it. <clears throat> this is a guy that um, wanted to send out over social media uh, Hitler quotes that <laughs> aren't even correctly – they're not even actual Hitler quotes. What's worse than sending out a Hitler quote? Sending out a Hitler quote that says it's a Hitler quote, but is not actually a Hitler quote. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, it especially, let's keep in mind, okay? I don't. If you know this team, this isn't exactly a secret, but you're going to send out fake Hitler quotes when your general manager and Howie Roseman is Jewish and your owner, Jeff Lurie, is also Jewish. Those are the two most powerful people in the organization. And you're going to send out a fake quote that's fake attributed to a guy who tried to erase their entire genre of people. Now, again, Deshaun Jackson is a black guy. We've talked about on the show while briefly, everybody, unless you've got your head up your ass or you're just – you're living behind the MAGA shield, you, you're aware of what black people go through and have gone through in this country. And you want to try to do your part to change. So I'm not trying to dispute the fact that Deshaun Jackson, as a black man, has not experienced his own discrimination. 
But having said that, wouldn't, and I realize this might be kind of murky water to, as a white guy to put myself hypothetically in a black guy's shoes, right? Because I think that's probably part of the way where we got here to begin with as a society. But I want to just to prove, so Deshaun Jackson knows this from his own trials and tribulations in his own life. Everybody you know who Hitler is, he is as evil and as vile as it gets, okay? I could make a correlation to somebody else we currently deal with in this world, probably even by saying that you get where I'm going, okay? So Jewish people, black people, they've it, everybody's, those two races have gone through their own trials and tribulations. Black Americans, African Americans, and police brutality, systematic police brutality, those type of things. Jewish people had the Holocaust, Auschwitz. So, again, I, I'm not saying they're the same. I don't even know that they're the same. But either way, it's, it's something that when you look at it, you go, fucking why? You know, things are way different should be way different now than they were back when Hitler was trying to exterminate all the Jews. That was back in the early 40s. Point is, we've made it all this way. We're in a new century, a new millennium, and we're still having these conversations because there's a pocket of people out there that just can't get the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, the All Lives Matter people, right? Those fucking people are still around. So I sympathize with Deshaun Jackson, man. 100% I empathize with him for what he and every, all black Americans have gone through. We talked about it on the show. But to send out a Hitler quote is at the minimum, and again, not even a real Hitler quote, is at the minimum tone deaf. I think we can agree to that, right? At the absolute minimum is tone deaf, which in this environment is probably the worst thing you could possibly be. Because the entire Black Lives Matter movement and equality movement is about listening to other races and other religions and other, everything that's not like white and Protestant or whatever the fuck, everything that's not that, educate yourself on what those people go through. So I just think it's a moment of Deshaun Jackson being tone deaf. And to me... It's not his only it's not his only gaffe in his career, right? At least in my opinion, again, anytime Hitler comes up, it's just it's 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 a no no. You know what I mean? Same thing, it's it's you know, it's never a good idea. Ever. The team punished Deshaun Jackson for conduct detrimental. They issued a statement saying in part, We will continue to assist Deshaun in this process, and we also know that all of us in our organization, need to listen and learn more about things that are unfamiliar or uncomfortable to us. And okay, yeah, sure, that's a PR statement. It's a press release, but it's right. Like we were just saying, that's how you educate yourself. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> As a society, that's how we get smarter. That's how we get more tolerant, right? Put yourself in uncomfortable situations. Do research on what other people go through in this country, the same country you live in. Find out what they're still going through in 2020. And Immediately upon when all this dropped, 
I had a buddy of mine who texted me and was like, hey, you know, and I don't want to throw anybody in the bus here, but it was just such a, you know, this suffice it to say this person's a Cowboys fan, okay? So there's a little bit of, uh, you know, poop flinging by saying this, but I got a text, you know, when this broke about Deshaun Jackson, hey, you know, Mind you, this is a franchise in Philadelphia Eagles has been around since 1933, right? We're talking, I can't do the math off the top of my head, 87 years maybe, you know, whatever 2020 minus 1933 is. If you've got a calculator handy, there you go. That's how many, almost 100 years, 80-something years this team's been around. All right. Hey, so what's up with, what is up with you guys and racist receivers, man? First Riley Cooper, now this. <laughs> like, so we have in, in, Two, you know, in, in two guys in eighty something plus years. I don't even think the the, you know, the the incidents are exactly the same. But okay, there's two guys. So that now that means every receiver that's ever suited up for the Eagles is suddenly a racist piece of shit. <laughs> you know, like that. Come on now. So, but, and I think Riley Cooper. We talked about him last week on the ten biggest heels of in Eagles history. He was on that list for the incident at. Uh, a Kenny Chesney concert where he was caught, uh, you know, dropping dropping the unmentionable word, you know, the word that's never okay to say under any circumstance, derogatory towards not even African-American people, but ignorant people per the definition. But that is used by ignorant people to describe African-Americans, okay? He was caught on camera at a Kenny Chesney concert using that slur. And... <laughs> Like like we said, not only did he did he not get cut, but he got a freaking contract extension. You know, thanks Chip Kelly. We're still <laughs> you know we're still dealing with your albatrosses years later, even though you've left and we got a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? It it I credit Howie Roseman for their forgiveness and in giving Deshaun Jackson an opportunity to. Learn and fix from his mistakes or fix his mistakes. Um, the timing of this, or uh, the timing of the following announcement. So, in the middle of all this, uh, Jeff Laurie's production company, all right, the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles, his production company, Play Action Pictures, announced the release of a new documentary called The Meaning of Hitler. In the middle of all of this, in the middle of his receiver sending out fake. Uh, not legit Hitler quotes. Hey, here's his documentary. And uh, just, you know, just briefly, wanted to touch on it. A press release from uh, Jeff Lurie's film company, Play Action Pictures, again, is the name. Uh, press release states the following regarding the film. Using the 1978 best-selling book as its frame, The Meaning of Hitler is a provocative interrogation of our culture's fascination with Hitler and Nazism set against the backdrop of the current rise of white supremacy, the normalization of anti-Semitism, and the weaponization of history itself. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a documentary educational piece on Hitler. Um, I'm sure his effect that he had on Jewish people. Now, again, that comes out, you know, I, a day or so after the Deshaun Jackson incident on social media. And I credit Jeff Lurie not making any public comments about Deshaun Jackson. It's been reported. Uh, the team told him that he needs to uh, be active about promoting equality, things of that nature. You know, Jeff Lurie and Howie Roseman have relayed that message to Deshaun Jackson. He's spoken with Holocaust survivors recently and rabbis in recent days, which is cool. Um, 
you know, he he issued multiple apologies saying that he unintentionally uh, hurt the Jewish community, promised to fully educate himself. This is just one of those things, man, that it's going to stick to you. It's going to stick to him far beyond his career. These types of things, you know, they, they always do, you know. Uh, just given he's one of these guys, man, that to me electric as hell on the field when healthy, right? Watching Carson Wentz throw him that deep ball is pretty as hell. But is the juice worth the squeeze? Because when whether you agree with the way Chip Kelly handled everything or not, when he cut him with the gang affiliations alleged gang affiliations back in 2014. And now this, you can't, it's indisputable that whenever this guy is a part of this organization, shit tends to follow. He's just one of those guys, wherever he goes, just stuff is like Linus on peanuts, the cloud of dust. It follows him wherever he goes. I don't think he's a guy who's, I don't want to call a guy an idiot, man, but I don't think he puts himself in advantageous situations. He's a guy who constantly seems to get wrapped up in shit, and when you're paying a guy money to produce for your franchise on the field and you want him to be a leader off the field and in the community as well, you know, this is not the kind of stuff you want happening, man. And I am all for black people having their voices being heard. All for it. I was in favor of Colin Kaepernick taking a knee, Eric Reed taking a knee, the whole nine. Fuck yeah. Piss white people off. Make white America uncomfortable as fuck. Do it. I've got friends that served in the military. My father-in-law served in the military. I work on a military base. Fucking take a knee during the national anthem. Do it. Fucking do it. I don't care who doesn't like it. Do it. I got to the point where I was rooting for this shit just to piss off white people who had their head up their ass and tried to tell the black guy how to feel. So I'm not trying to be that guy here. But I think there's a common sense level that goes along with that, that you can tie to just not sending out anything Hitler-related Especially when you 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 made this. Oh, I'm, I love. I wanted to come back to Philly. I've always wanted to come back. Yada yada. This is where I want to be. This is home. I'm glad to be back here. I want to chase this chip. I want to. Let's go. Let's get it. This is why I'm back here. Okay. You wanted to come back to this organization. You were signed to a contract by a Jewish general manager. You are paid by a Jewish owner and Jeff Lori. You can't go there, man. You can't. It's that simple. It's Drew Brees doing the you can't knee for the kneel for the anthem thing because my grandfather it's tone deaf. Drew Brees, nobody's giving it nobody fucking nobody's talking about your grandfather. We're talking about Black Lives Matter now. Nobody you've established your grandfather was in the military. We get that. We've moved on to, you know, police brutality and what happens to black people at the hands of the you know the police force. Unnecessary deaths and violence. We moved on to that. You can move off of the anthem shit. It's not about that. I just think the optics 
And again, knowing, I even think if you don't have a Jewish general manager or a Jewish owner, it's just, it's piss poor judgment to send out Hitler stuff. But it makes it even worse when it's A, not real Hitler quotes, and B, your GM who hired you and your owner who's paying you are both Jewish. You can't do it. You can't do it. There needs to be something in your head, some sort of modicum of common sense that fucking clicks and goes, as Hitler, man. Like if I'm gonna if I'm if I'm if this is a conversation I'm having with my buddies, yeah, that's whatever. But to put it out, anytime you hit send or post on anything in social media, all it takes is one person to find it, screen grab it, and you're fucked. And whether your judgment was impaired. And I'm not saying he was hammered, okay? But whatever it is, it's out there now forever, forever. It's ammo. It's bullet in the chamber for, for people that want to take you down. I'm not necessarily one of these guys that wants to take Deshaun Jackson down. I'm just saying while you're wearing his jersey on Sunday afternoons and you're cheering his ass, and yeah, I love when he fucking catches a touchdown pass too, but... I also know that the elevator to me doesn't seem to go all the way to the top floor. And you have to be able to have some level of common sense to just to navigate throughout life. And going down anything involving Hitler just seems to me to be just common knowledge. Just my opinion. What do you think about Deshaun Jackson? Again, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to be on the wrong end of this to a lot of people. Um, again, I'm not, I'm not saying cut the guy, man. I, I, that, that's, that's not my decision to make. I just think it, it – can't we all agree it's piss-poor judgment to hit send on the Hitler shit, the fake Hitler shit? And I think furthermore, if you're an Eagles fan, you can agree that that's not necessarily judgment of a type of guy that you want in your locker room. Now, again, I'm not saying that I want nothing but lawyers and bankers and you know shit like that in the locker room. I get it, man. I grew up playing football. I grew up in locker rooms. I know what it's about. But you have to have – I want guys on my team that have a level of intelligence. Guys that get it. Not guys that think it's acceptable to fake quote Hitler in 2020. Just saying. On a lighter note, uh, NFL Network's Brian Baldinger, former guard for the Eagles in 1992 and 1993 – uh, he sent out a tweet last night saying that, uh, quote, he's hearing whispers about big news coming this week. Hashtag birds could get a lot better in mid-July. Now, there's a million, it, I mean, okay, not a million's hyperbole. There's seven different ways, several different ways this could go, okay? And immediately my first thought was, okay, Jadavion Clowney, free agency, eh, don't want that guy in the fucking locker room. Don't want him in the locker room after what happened to Carson in the playoffs. I just think it's bad optics to bring that guy into the locker room because I'm convinced, again, as I've said before, and I'll say a million times, until he wins a playoff game for all the fucking Wentz haters, had Carson not had his head bounced off the turf at the link like a basketball by Jadavian Clowney with a fucking cheap shot that should have been called but wasn't, 15 yards regardless, whatever, you take 15 yards, not take 15 yards. Shove them up your ass. But the point is, had that hit not happened, I'm convinced the Birds beat Seattle in the wild card this year. 
I don't want the guy that took the franchise out anywhere near this locker room. He's a fucking enemy now. He's a heel. He can go to hell forever. Enemy of this fan base. Kick rocks. I don't want you anywhere near this team. So I hope to God it's not your Davion Clowney. Jamal Adams did an entire episode about all these these mock trade scenarios. Of, would you would you give up Zach Ertz? What about a first and second round pick and 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 Derek Barnett and whoever? It all these mock trade scenarios. And again, we're all in the content business. I get it, but. First of all, I don't even really want Jamal Adams. It doesn't seem like Jamal Adams necessarily wants to be an Eagle. It seems like if he wants to be anywhere, it might be, you know, there's a video of him with, you know, the, the Cowboys fan. Yo, we're trying to get you in Dallas. Hey, yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, again, it could have been whatever. He's in the moment. But if that if that is how he feels, I'm not. I mean, how much are you willing to give up for a rental? You know what I mean? You can't keep giving up assets all the time. You do it when it's smart. When you got two third-round picks and you are able to get a locked, a shutdown corner like Darius Slay when you haven't had one in a decade, and you can trade one of those third-rounders and a fifth-rounder to get that shutdown corner back in return, and you still have a third-rounder, that's smart. You're basically trading a fifth-rounder for Darius Slay. Who the fuck wouldn't do that? To get Jamal Adams... You're going to have to give up a first rounder, maybe a second rounder, you know, a a, a valuable piece to this team now, a Dallas Goddard maybe, uh, you know, who knows? Do you really? This is a team that if Carson Wentz is healthy, in my opinion, is a Super Bowl contender. You know, are they? Would you put them in the? You know, uh, the class with San Francisco, New Orleans. I mean, that's a discussion for another day. But the point is, if eleven is right. This team's got a chance. I don't know that, and he's still got plenty, God willing, hopefully. We're not looking at the Jalen fucking Hurts era anytime soon, and Wentz still has a decade plus left in green. But you don't want to start giving away and dealing away assets you can use to make him better and prolong his career. He already showed what he can do you with nothing. You know, the more you put around him, the better he's going to be, right? Goes back to the Deshaun Jackson thing. You know, if they were to decide to cut him, I personally don't think on the field it makes a ton of difference. I think, again, cap-wise, it makes more sense to do it after this year. But you look at all the speed that this team added in the draft. Jalen Rager traded for Marquise Goodwin, Quez Watkins, John Hightower. Those are all fast 4-2, 4-3, 4-4 guys that can do exactly what Deshaun does, are younger, cheaper, and don't send out fake Hitler quotes. Fuck else do you want to know? Again, I think it makes financial sense to hang on to him. But point being, just to go back to that real quick, now the Jamal Adams thing, do you want to give up assets? Because you just restocked the pantry for Carson Wentz in the draft. You gave him talent, plenty of it. There is speed all up and down this depth chart now at receiver. You want to keep that going. This offensive line's getting kind of old now. Jason Kelsey's starting to talk about retirement. Brandon Brooks has had some injuries. Lane Johnson's been in the league since 2013. Like, you can't, you know, you got to flip the O-line at some point. Andre Diller's going to start this year. That's cool, right? But there's five positions along the offensive line. You can't be giving away assets. Speaking of the offensive line, brings me to Larry Warford. We talked about him a couple episodes ago when Brandon Brooks first tore his ACL. Maybe that's it. 
There's been kind of like some backdoor quasi links to Larry Warford. He's a two-time Pro Bowler, uh, you know, out of Kentucky. Was with New Orleans the last couple years. No idea why a phone call hadn't been made yet. 24.7 million cap space. That's plenty to be able to bring a guy like him in for a year. That is a rental makes sense. Hey, we have 24.7 million in the cap. Let's use it to throw Larry Warford 8 million bucks, 7 million, whatever, to protect the franchise. I'm not trying to give away draft picks, you know, for the future and a huge chunk of that cap space to bring in and possibly rework something with, you know, a Clowney or Jamal Adams or whatever. And, you know, Yannick Ngakwe is also another one you'd have to give away assets for with Jacksonville. You have to give away assets, pay them, extend them. That's more cap space. And, again, we don't know what the cap is going to look like next year and how COVID-19 is going to affect it. Cap probably ain't going to go up, which it normally does. That means the more room you can leave now, the better for next year. Point blank. Point blank. You know, could it be a LaShawn McCoy or Devontae Freeman type? I mean, maybe – Personally, I'd rather not look backwards. LaShawn McCoy thing would be cool. It'd be a nice, fun story, I guess, kind of a la Deshaun Jackson. As long as LaShawn McCoy doesn't send out fucking fake Hitler quotes. You know, okay, maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing ever. Maybe. Cheap free agent. You don't have to give up, you know, assets for him. Devontae Freeman, I think he's kind of washed. I don't. I mean, he's been like a third-round draft pick in fantasy the last couple of years. No idea why people still spend that high of a pick on him. But, you know... I, Maybe one of those guys, an Antonio Brown, get him out of here. We clearly already have one receiver that brings in noise and distractions from the outside. I don't want another one. And nobody brings in this side of T.O. Okay, maybe Odell. But I don't even think that compares to the Antonio Brown shenanigans. You really want that shit in this locker room? All these people in the comment sections, oh, hopefully it's A.B. Can you imagine what? No. What the fuck is wrong with you? You want Antonio Brown in this locker room. Why? The locker room, this is one of the best locker rooms in the league, and you want to drop a cancer right in the middle of it. You're an idiot if you're one of those guys. So we'll see. It could end up very well. If if Brian Baldinger is accurate, you know, we'll talk about it on next week's episode, episode 14, and see exactly what does end up happening. You know what I mean? It it yeah, it could be a bluff, man. This is also a guy who was all over, you know, Asante Samuel and Demetri Patterson as the best duo of corners in the NFL at one point. You know, so it, it could be hyperbole. Who knows? But, you know, it's definitely something that's perked up Eagles fans' radar over the last 24 hours, that's for sure. And speaking of the last 24 hours, um, just to take a, uh, a quick trip around the NFC East, um, we touched on it. You know, briefly, the Washington uh, football team almost slipped and said it. Uh, they've officially retired uh, the racial slur as their uh, as their official team name. Um, it is done. I'm sure I know how uh, how white America feels about that. Um, you know, probably not not too thrilled. But again, I think it, it, there's a difference. And again, I'm not full disclosure. Not any Native American in me, but I think when you look at, well, what about what about the Chiefs, you know, and the Atlanta Braves? Like, okay, I think there's a difference just objectively looking, not, again, being a Native American because I'm not. 
there's a difference between just just say the names here without even dissecting anything else. Kansas City Chiefs, Atlanta Braves. You can even go Florida State Seminoles, Washington Redskins. <laughs> I mean, fucking hell. If it's not and again, if I if if I am off here, if anybody's got Native American in me in, in, in me and them, hit me up at Greasepole Podcast on Instagram. But to me, Kansas City Chiefs, Atlanta Braves, they kind of sound like they're kind of it's it's a tip of the cap. It's honoring in a way, right? My opinion. Could be wrong again. I'm not Native American. I'm speaking as a white fuck. If the white fuck is wrong, please let me know. Okay? Again, it's all part of this. But Chiefs, Braves sound way different to me than Redskins. I mean, I, I don't know. This has been a thing, and we're going to, you know, it's, oh, it, it, you know, political, whatever. This is the move. It's not. Now it's just to the point. This has been a thing for years, people. This has been a thing for years. This didn't. This is not something else for white America to blame Black Lives Matter on. It has nothing to do with them. This is just because the push of the Black Lives Matter movement and that that, that has made is making us look at everything else. Okay, is okay now maybe it's not appropriate that we have Redskins as a name now with the guy with a red face as a logo. Maybe we should probably get rid of that in 2020. It's That's what the purpose of this fucking is. That's what the purpose is. It's not that anybody's about out to get you or take your memorabilia away from you, you know, Trent or whatever. I don't know. I couldn't think of a white name. What, Craig? What are some white people names? You know, they're bitching about this shit. It has nothing to do with that. Chiefs and Redskins, if you can't see the difference there, you're a dumbass. You're ignorant as fuck. Just my opinion. So that has officially gone by the wayside now. They're now just the Washington football team. I guess they're going to use the name Redskins kind of as an interim come out with a name in a few days apparently uh whatever the next name is going to be apparently there's somebody out there uh there's some trademark issue i don't know if somebody bought up all the you know the the rumored names and trademarks so that they could try to get a paycheck out of dan snyder if they did good for them fuck dan snyder for putting this off for so long i hope he writes you a fat check for whatever trademark he ends up wanting uh me myself i'm hoping for hogs because i'd love to see a strip of bacon on the logo as a helmet if it's a rival or not, I respect bacon on a helmet if it ever happens. I'll still hate the team, but that'd be a good look. <clears throat> and last but not least, we got to touch on the ultimate antichrist for this fan base, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, we are now less than 48 hours away, probably about 36 hours away-ish. I don't know. I'm terrible at math. But uh, Wednesday the 15th um, is the, uh, the deadline for the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott to reach a long-term contract. Again, this Wednesday the 15th is that deadline. Reportedly, Dallas and Dak are still not even close. So you might be looking at a situation, man, where Andy Dalton, the fucking Red Rifles out there, chucking it for the Cowboys. And I'll say this, man. You know, again, I'm probably more familiar with the Bengals than most non-Bengals fans out there because uh, of my wife and my in-laws. But... Andy Dalton, when he's when he's got talent around him, man, and again, fuck Dallas, but they've got talent. You know, you you got uh, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Ceedee Lamb. You know, it. That's that's every bit the talent that Andy Dalton had in Cincinnati. 
There's some. I mean, people forget Cincinnati's talented, man. There's some talented. You know, offensive line needs some help for Burrow. But even now, even back in the Andy Dalton days, AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, uh, Marvin Jones, before he signed with Detroit in free agency. I mean, these are these are the teams that Andy Dalton got to the playoffs. No, he couldn't get him over the hump. But fuck, okay, Dax won what one, two playoff games. It's not like he set the world on fire either. Andy Dalton, in my opinion, could do every bit as much with his offense that Dak Prescott did. Now, personally, as an Eagles fan, I am hoping, and this is where I'm curious to get other opinions as well from other Eagles fans, again, at Greaseball Podcast on Instagram, I'm rooting for the Cowboys to overpay the fuck out of Dak Prescott. Mahomes just got his deal, too. I'm rooting for it. Pay the hell out of him. Pay the hell out of him because everybody's going to sit here and joke that, okay, Mahomes isn't going to be able to have anybody around him with that contract either. Well, what is Dak going to do? And Dak isn't a hair on Mahomes' ass in terms of quarterbacks. So if we're going to punchline Mahomes for what he's not going to have around him allegedly, you got to look at at some point, okay, CD's rookie contract is going to run up. Michael Gallup's rookie contract is going to run up. Amari Cooper's deal is going to run out. What is Dak going to have around him because we overpay the hell out of him? Same with Zeke. I mean, th- these are factors. Again, I'm rooting for it. Overpay the hell out of him. That or, you know, okay, go with Andy Dalton, the red rifle. You know, I'm fine with watching that just from ironic purposes. You know what I mean? But I honestly think that Andy Dalton could be every bit as effective with that talent around him that Dak Prescott is. 100%. So Dallas now has... You know, again, about 36 hours or so to get a deal done long-term. If not, Dak Prescott's going to have to play under that franchise tag deal for 2020. You know, and again, we know he wants that long-term security. I, you know, I hope they give it to him. I hope they pay him fucking $50 million a year, man. Just, just pillage your own cap space, Jerry, please. I'm fine with it. I think Dak's kind of a moron for expecting that much. That think, he thinks he's worth that much. He's got all these sponsors, you know, that comes along with being the quarterback of the Cowboys. You're going to clean up in endorsements, too, if you keep your head above water. But he wants, you know, it. it's a game now with these quarterbacks, man. Who's the highest paid? Who's the highest paid? And who's Dak Prescott always going to be linked with? Carson Wentz. He wants more than Carson Wentz. Make no mistake about it. I don't think he deserves more. He's not, he's definitely not the quarterback Carson Wentz is, in my opinion. But... You know, we'll see. I'll be curious to see how it'll play out. You know, worst case scenario, we get to maybe giggle at Andy Dalton a little bit, you know, and, and hope to God he doesn't have a resurgence down in down in Dallas. But, you know, again, it's it's gonna be interesting to watch for the next uh next day or two and see what Jerry does. He's been quiet throughout this entire off season, which is unlike him. Uh odd that he wouldn't speak out now, you know, but hey, when you're made of plastic and you've got white privilege, what do you expect, right? So uh you know, again, hit me up as always. Let me know what you think of the Sean Jackson situation. Um, where do you think this this alleged Brian Baldinger knows, no, knows? Knows and noise are the two things I went with first. I was supposed to say or I meant to say news. So I think it's time that I shut the hell up now because when I start saying wrong words, it means I've been talking for too long. So what do you think about Brian Baldinger's news? What do you think it's going to be? Bold predictions. Hit me up at Grease Pole Podcast. What are you hoping for with Dak Prescott? Do you want the Cowboys to overpay him? Do you want to see Andy Dalton back there and laugh at him? Bold prediction, you know, predictions on what do you think the racial slur's new name is going to be? All of it. Hit me up, as always, at Grease Pole Podcast on Instagram. This has been the fun episode 13 on July 13th, the Jason Voorhees edition. 
See you next week for episode 14. Thanks for coming along for the ride on the Grease Pole Podcast. As always, go birds. Yo, how'd Barkley put it? <laughs> Looking like another Grease Pole night in Philly. 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 Thanks.